Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in the fancy Feral Audio Studios with a great comedian, an actor, a podcaster. It's Matt Bronger. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming and doing this. You bet. You bet. So when when you think of yourself, I've mm-hmm. been asking people this. Yeah. What is your noun? What is the main thing you think of? Is it comedian? Is that how you yeah. think of your, your pursuits in the world? For one of another term, I wish I had something to say when a Lyft driver asked me what I do. <laughs> uh, you know, or anyone, or anyone. Because it's like, I can say Lyft driver because then you're just kind of stuck. Right. right. And, and I'll answer any questions they have. I'm, I'm not a snob and all that. But, you know, uh, it, it, it's one of those things. It's, it's it, I, I'm jealous of people that can just say teacher. Yeah. Oh, I, I get exactly what that is. But it's it, 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 comedy is one of those things that everyone th- thinks they're an expert at. Yeah. And and in a sense, they are. Everyone knows what they like. Right. Uh, but it's 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 hard to nail down. It, it, I, you know, I, I had jokes even starting out how I had relatives that were just like, yeah, but what do you do for a living? It's like, <laughs> this, this. It's taken, you know, a decade Years, and a half. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick something, I, I, I'd say comedian. You okay. Know? Which I, I will say is probably better than actor. Yeah, which is what also something I do because you say that it's always like, oh yeah, what restaurant, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> in ter- you think actor is better in comedian in terms of Lyft driver conversations, just general hmm. world conversations? No, I, I, I think sad, sadly speaking for actors, it's a little more interesting to say comedian because literally everyone kind of wants to be an actor yeah. on some level. Not everyone wants to be a comedian because yeah. it is it will always have a connotation of of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, yeah. you know. My favorite thing with uh, the whole actor weirdness situation is. Uh, I'm a guest at Dragon Con most years, a big convention in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. And I go there as a comedian. I, I put on shows. But yes. so many of the people who come there are actors that when you get picked up by the people that, who work at Dragon Con, mm-hmm. the first couple of years they kept being, what are you on? As soon as I got there, uh- like, <laughs> What? I'm not on anything. Yeah, I haven't, haven't haven't even had a drink. And you just want to make up something, some yeah. obscure, you know. Uh, uh, oh, I was on uh, Silor Nine. It was yeah. it was a show. I don't know if you caught it. It was really uh, uh, late night Sci Fi Channel. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> all right, interesting question. Mm. Uh, but you were on something. You were on Agent Carter season two. I wasn't Agent right? Carter. It's funny when you said uh, the convention thing. It made me think of. Um, uh, my friend Enver, who who played uh, uh, the chief on, oh, okay. on Agent Carter, and he would do, he would occasionally pick up a gig where he just goes to those things, yeah. and shows up, and and there he is from Agent Carter, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's an interesting circuit. To, yeah. To to, to kind of work as an actor, Derek Mears, buddy of mine, who who was the last Jason. Oh, okay. In wow. Friday yeah. Thirteenth. Yeah. He 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 made the circuit too, and like I'd see him in um, uh, Kane. Who played like uh, uh, Sabretooth and shit yeah. like, in the airport and was like, hey, <laughs> horrifying guys, <laughs> where are you off to? Yeah, I was in a van with Lou Ferrigno once and that was really, really fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I, and he do, he just does signatures. So the question he asked me is, where do you sit this weekend? Like, oh, wow. Well, that's not the convention to me. I don't that's just funny. sit a place. But to him, it's what you do at the convention. You <laughs> sure. sit. Because you've been doing it so long. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's amazing. Cool. So I want to get into your obsession. Okay. Uh, and you said your obsession was mm-hmm. well-made, scary stuff. Yeah, it's so vague. I, I've been. <laughs> I, I I want to thank you for putting up with me all oh, this absolutely. time. We've been emailing back and forth, and it's like, I wish I had a thing. You know, like I I I uh, have a have kind of a, a bit now that I don't even really do. That's just like how I've come. So many things in my life I've come to love because of the people I love. Okay. Like Ian Carmel is a is a dear friend of mine and a fellow Portland com- uh, Portland raised comedian. Yeah. And he loves basketball. And because of him, 
I've gotten more into basketball. Like I, all, the only team we had growing up was the Trailblazers. We had no other sports okay. professional. So it's like oh, I've kind of learned to love basketball. And then, <laughs> you know, Mike Burns is a big pro wrestling guy, and it's in my adulthood I've kind of had this. Not, like I don't really follow it, but I appreciate it as you know, soap opera for men, for yeah. one of another term. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all it is. And it's 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 acting and it's spectacle. It's it's hilarious if you really appreciate it for what it is. You know, and like through my fiance, I've I've become a fan of um, planning for the future. And <laughs> stupidest joke, but you know what I mean? It, yeah. And so I I wish I had a thing to nail down exactly, but that really is like I always the first books I read were horror novels. Um, I've always loved like ghost stories and 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 um, things that that are genuinely chilling, and that goes for really well made. So that would be books, um, uh, a thousand short stories I've written, uh, written, read. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm talking about my own. That, that's what I'm into. My horror fiction. No, my no. aspiration. No, uh, uh, glorious short stories written by a myriad of other authors and uh, and movies, of course. Okay. Yeah. So now, what makes you, though, qualify it as well-made? Is there a kind of horror that you're like, I don't want people to think I like that? No. Well, you know, the, 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 the tendency is always, is always w- w- what's kind of clumsily referred to as torture porn. Yeah. But at the same time, I do, I'm not a huge fan of the Saw movies, but I do think they're imaginative. They're gut-wrenching, and I can't, it's hard for me to kind of, I haven't really watched more. I think I've seen maybe two of them. But it's like, I can see why people can appreciate that, because okay. there is an underlying thing to it, and, you know, and, and I do appreciate kind of, kind of Grindhouse, you know, because it is, it's, it's fucked up for a reason, yeah. for its own sense. But it, I just think, think if you can, if you can, you can kind of tell a story and make someone go, oh, whoa, about it, yeah. would be kind of, if it has... You know, an underlying. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the movie uh, Legend with Will Smith, based on the the seminal horror novel I Am Legend by uh, uh, Matheson, okay. who's like one of my favorite horror uh, writers ever. Uh, you know, he wrote so many Twilight Zone episodes and so yeah. many great books. And um, he, he, that movie was like an action horror, and it was just garbage. It was horrible. And the reason it was horrible is because they're like, oh, so there's a vampire plague, and so let's turn them into zombies. They're not zombies. They're vampires. Matters. That's the difference. It, let's put it in New York. So it's the spectacle's huge. It's a blockbuster. I mean, it's like not the first time a great book has been yeah. turned to to uh, crap for you know the Hollywood system. But the thing that got me about I Am Legend is that this guy you know, is the last human being uh, that he knows of. And yeah. he's just trapped in his house, and he just you know boards it up, and all the vampires—they're still themselves. They know him. These are his neighbors. Oh wow! And they're calling out to him at night. Come on out, man. Hey. And I remember reading that, being like, "That is horrifying." Yeah. If there's not this person is not only uh, uh, changed into this monster that wants to drink your blood, it knows you. Right. It knows everything you've told. It knows your habits, and. The women are out on his lawn, touching each other, making out, going, "Come on out, you know, let's it's like let's the have worst sex." Kind of peer pressure ever. And Be a vampire, and he's alone, and he's lonely, yeah, and he's horny or whatever. But it's yeah. that, like I'm reading that and being like, "Now you got something. Now you have the thing of the last person alive, and they're." You talk about their loneliness. Yeah. And it definitely Will Smith is lonely in that movie, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not it's, the same unless it's not it has the same. The, those trappings of and, and, uh, kind of gothic horror. Yeah, right? and, I, and I read that, and when I read that book, uh, I forget where it's even set, but it's 
it felt like a small town because he can't really get out of his neighborhood. Yeah. He's just going house to house and killing vampires as he finds them during the day and then just gets the hell home and boards up his house. And at night, they surround his house. He's got yeah. crucifixes everywhere. It's like, it's so, it's so messed up. Yeah. It's not only scary, it's it's sad. And I guess that's that's one way I would describe it as being well-made because it, it, because it had that thing that when I finally read the the book, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, 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 now you got me. Now yep. you get why it's... You know. So is it like the the psychological terror then? You feel like well-made horror has a – it's almost a, an analogy for things that you could feel in real life minus vampires? Ab- absolutely. Yeah, that, I, I'd say, I'd say that, could be, that could be part of it. It could also be like a perfect shot. Okay. Like um, in uh, uh, one of the most slept on uh, horror films to my mind of all time is Exorcist 3. Okay. And you say Exorcist 3 to people and they're kind of just like, what? Why? But it stars George C. Scott – it's it's uh, incredibly f- screwed up, and there's like there's like there are moments that are there. There's probably this if I had to pick the scariest like two minutes of any movie. There's a, a a moment in a hospital, and if anyone's seen the movie, they know exactly what I'm talking okay. about. I won't describe it, but something comes out of nowhere, and they use the music to punch in the horror. Yeah, that you're like, what? I remember seeing it and being like, well, that ruined my sleep. Like I saw it as a kid, I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm not gonna not have nightmares for months. Uh, but it was that part was so well made, and there's another part where these two guys are having a, a conversation. He's having a conversation in um, uh, with a with a monsignor, I believe, or a bishop in okay. this kind of like giant, uh, uh, you know, wherever they put these these Catholic upper level dudes. And there's a painting of a of a guy holding a cro- you know, from like the Renaissance or something, okay. holding a cross and a ball. And while they're Talking in the next room, they don't see this, but you see the painting, and you're looking through the through the yeah. doorway. Uh, there's a uh, thunder and lightning, and the 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 the, uh, the lightning kind of flashes. And in that moment, the it goes dark. You see the painting becomes a grinning demon holding a knife, just for a second. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, yes, like you just scared the piss out of me because <laughs> you're sitting there going, did yeah. I see that? You know, so yeah. it's making you question your own reality, kind and, of it, on deep levels, and in just in those microsecond levels. Yeah, I, I guess I guess really what it is is if I had to pick a, a definition of well made, it's just really well planned out. Okay, you know, for for a, for a for the for the rea- for that kind of reaction. Okay, you know? so so artists who know exactly what they are looking for, they are trying to instill yeah. a, a moment of horror, or maybe like in the case of I Am Legend, a lifetime of horror, a lifetime of horror, fear of loneliness. Of, of, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a horrifying thing! Like it really is. There anything yeah. scarier in a sense? No, you know? it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of sad, um, that's a <laughs> terrible transition. No, sure. Go no, I want to talk about your youth. Uh, okay, sure. So you mentioned uh, watching Exorcist three when you were young. Young, is that yeah. the first thing? What's the first thing you remember seeing and going, oh, that is going to terrify me, but also it's so awesome and I can't wait to see it again and tell my friends? Uh, movie-wise? Yeah, movie or book. Or- there, there was a book called, um, I, I want to say, uh, uh, Scary Tales to Only Tell at Night. What? And it was geared towards kids. But And I've, I remember my, my, my fiancé remembers this book too, and I would love to find an original copy. But the, they they've reprinted it with these, and they took all these great old illustrations out. Okay, and they were all kind of either stories or poems based on mythological and or randomly horrifying things. Okay, so it'd be like the banshee, and it'd be this screaming woman that yeah. lives among the rocks by the sea, and like you you hear this person this person in distress, yeah, and you go and she'll kill you or whatever, you know, this yeah. kind of thing of like oh there are traps. 
there are Venus fly traps for humans too. Okay. A supernatural kind yeah. of thing. I remember reading that book and, and it was it could be just stuff like uh 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 you know, uh, the archetypes of vampire, but it could also be like the hitchhiker and like, okay. don't let him in kind of thing like that. And, you know, I think when you're a kid, you're, you're, you're into scary things because you don't understand the real consequences of life. Yeah. You know, you life and death is not a, you know, you watch, I put it this way. There was a great, there's, I remember the poltergeist was one of the scariest movies I saw when I was a kid. Yeah. It was one of those movies that I don't even think it knew how scary it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Clown under the bed, whatever. Next. <laughs> like they knew it was scary, but like it scarred us when we right. were kids. We were like, that is like a tree tries to eat that kid, you know? And, um, of course, the clown. And there's a part where one of the cameramen look into the, the mirror and he, he starts peeling off his own face. Yeah. And a friend of mine, my friend Nick, has two, uh, two kids now, two sons. And he told me, um, I think last, he came by last Christmas, and he told me uh, we were talking about things that used to scare us and stuff. And he said he's, he walked in on his son watching Poltergeist, watching that scene that screwed him up as a kid. And he's like, ah! like he's about to tell him, like, don't watch. <laughs> and he overhears his kid go, stupid, and like turns the channel. <laughs> so it's like, you know. Do you think it's just cultural? Maybe. Maybe. I, I think. And also, and also 80s effects, 80s special effects. Yeah. Don't, I I remember going to like VHS rental places when I was right. a kid, and I used to just rent horror movies based on uh, the cover. Yeah, which is just like anything, just like a book. Bad way to judge it. I saw a lot of bad horror movies. Um, saw some really good ones, but generally I just pick. And I remember even the feeling of putting in a VHS tape and this horror movie starting was like exciting, but also really horrifying because it was kind of grainy. Because yeah. it was, and that's all we were used to. We didn't have DVDs yet, all that well, jazz. But yeah. I think, in a sense, that was kind of the golden era of of watching a horror movie as a kid. I think now my friend's kid watching a horror movie um, on on TV and just seeing this thing, and probably in this kid's head is like, "Oh, he's got like a fake rubber face. This is dumb. <laughs> this is stupid." Yeah. You know, there's something really different about almost. It has an almost Lovecraft like the old tomes and yeah. you don't know what you're getting oh, vibe yeah. of going to uh sounds dumb to call it ancient to go to a, uh-huh. a video store but yeah. just getting one it's just another guy with a knife on the cover but you don't know what's inside and mm-hmm. there's no internet to tell you which one you should get that's no real different than this is one of my dad's favorite classic films <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes it safer right oh totally yeah exactly exactly yeah i remember f- running a movie called fun house because i was like you know, tripped off of, you know, scary clowns or, you know, yeah. ventriloquist dolls come to life. Like, that was a big one. Um, and it got stuck in the VHS and wouldn't play, and I about lost my mind. I've been <laughs> like, I've been trying to convince my parents to let me see this for fucking ever. And I finally watch it, and it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's just terrible. It was not worth the wait. No, it's just about, a, like, a a, 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 a guy, a, a huge guy with a, with a, like, a deformed face. And all he wants is friends, and he ends up killing all these teenagers. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's not enough. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's not enough supernatural there. That could just be a sad story. Yeah, in the newspaper. And, and, and at one point, like one of the girls, like has sex with him to like spare her life or something. But oh, he's like, yeah. he just thinks he likes she likes him. And I'm just like, this is too much for me to handle. <laughs> this screen screenwriter bit off way more than he can chew. Just write a horror movie. Yeah, with a yeah. killer loose in a funhouse. The end. That's Stop it. with the subtext. <laughs> Uh, now, when you were a kid and you were reading that book and you were hearing mm-hmm. about all these basically kind of, um, I don't know, supernatural PSAs of 
Everywhere you might go, <laughs> yeah. rocky shores, there might be a horror. I never thought of that. If That's you walk funny. it into the woods, there might be a horror. If you pick up somebody on the road, there might be. A... Uh, did you internalize that to to say like the world's a scary place and I need to be cautious? Was it exciting because there are more things in this world than we dream of? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I remember being at uh, my parents used to take me to the to the coast a lot when I was a kid. You know, I grew up in Portland, which is yeah. about an hour and a half drive from the from the coast, and uh, we go to like Cannon Beach or Seaside, which are basically about mm, ten miles apart. Um, and Cannon Beach, Seaside is more touristy. Okay. Seaside's got all like the carnival stuff. And Cannon Beach is a little bit more. Um, it's still touristy and kitschy. It's way uh, like a um, little more expanded, okay. expansive than it was back then. But it was. It's still like just a little beach town with like one bar and one supermarket and stuff. And I read this book. I forget who wrote it. Called "Suffer the Little Children" about a cult that would like catch people and bury them in the sand in the beach and wow. like watch watch them drown or something like that. But it was about a small, sleepy you know, beachside town. And I'm reading it in this, and it's one of those, like Oregon in its own way is, is its own kind of Gothic. Yeah. And it's, it, that's really magnified at the, at the, at the coast. Cause you have all these little weather worn houses surrounded by, you know, trees and upon trees upon trees. And so when it gets dark, it gets really, really dark. Cause these trees blot out the moon. Yeah. And so we're in this place that, you know, I'm just like, I want to take a chainsaw to these branches. This is, why is there <laughs> this umbrella over this home? And I remember going, uh, and, and that would freak me out every time it got dark. Yeah. Uh, and, but I remember going up during the day up to the attic. Uh, there was like a, a, a bed up there or something. And I, I don't even know why I went up there, just bored or something. And I looked down a hallway and there was a smiling uh, female human head just right at the end, smiling right at me. And my heart about stopped. Yeah. But I realized it was a, a, a shaft of light coming in through the shutter just on an old copy of Vogue magazine. <laughs> it was just it was just a magazine. But it was that feeling of just like, oh, God. Just the pure horror. horror. Yeah. 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 And it's smiling? Yeah. There's nothing scarier than that. You so know? did that, did it, obviously yeah, it's terrifying, mm-hmm. but then was your reaction like, I want to have that experience again? No. Okay. No. I always I always had the the, the removal of fantasy from reality. I okay. never, you know, um, I love uh, on one of Paul F. Tompkins' comedy albums, he's like, I, I think we all enjoy being scared. That's not true. <laughs> like he just cuts that thing right off. Uh, cause yeah, he, he's right. I don't think we'd like generally, I, I don't, I'm not a connoisseur of, of fake haunted houses. I'll go through them. They're right. fun, but I don't, it's like, I don't look to be startled. Even if I'm being startled in a movie, that's, that's great. But yeah. Just make it count. Yeah. You know, make it, uh, 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 interesting or whatever. I, I, I always had that removal. I, I would never, I, and, but I will say this. As a as someone raised incredibly progressively Catholic, but still Catholic, okay, ca- Catholicism is will always still be s- terrifying because right. there's there always ghosts and stuff, right? Well, there, mm-hmm. it's it's more it's more the 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 eternal promise of hell, yes. as a possibility. <laughs> like when I learned what hell was as a kid, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding! Yeah, that is horrifying, and I believed in it. I full on believed in it, and. Still do despite myself, even though I okay. don't. But I'm, you know, you it it's you've internalized that feeling yeah. of concern and, of the and, wrong step where you will be dragged down. Of course, and as a result, uh, I really love The Exorcist. I really love that. Right. Not only a classic of literature and 
you know, arguably the scariest movie of all time to some. I don't know. I don't think I could pick mine. I don't know what mine is. But it, it's it not to say I related, but it was like it made it that much scary, which I appreciate scarier, which I appreciated. Yeah. And then in modern day, like uh, uh, Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, which I think is a modern masterpiece because it does it, it takes that whole um, uh, Tales from the Crypt vibe and, and eerie magazine, you know, that was uh, those things that I love. Yeah. Um, which which I was thinking the other day, like the the. Uh, the moral of almost all the Twilight Zones and all the Chess from the Crypts are, you're fucked. That's it. That's the ending every time. Yeah. Every time. There's no hope for you, you know. And uh, they may, you know, uh, drag me to hell. It's like, you you can't put any real religious significance on that movie at all. It's like, I, I don't think a loving God would doom you to hell for denying a bank loan to a gypsy. I really yeah. don't. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, maybe a you know, bored god. She, she a wanted to keep her god. job. She was in arrears. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, maybe she was wrong to kind of toss her off, but she she kind of fell at the same time. But right. that's not the point. The point is he set those rules up and that world exists in those rules. And so that's a well made scary thing. Yeah. You know. Okay, this is making sense to me because mm-hmm. everything I hear you describe has an element of certainly intelligence. Yeah. Uh, and it has an element of almost a uh, romance or gothic. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I always think about as uh, somebody who likes some kind of horror, but not uh, other kinds of horror, sure. and somebody who does comedy, that I do feel like they have this relationship in that one is a shock that tries to make you scream. in mm-hmm. comedy, uh, even when, when it's not like shocking comedy, sure. but just the actual act of laughing. Yeah. You know, there, there's a violence to it. That's why we call it breaking. It's why we call it cracking a joke. Yeah. There's a violence to it. I oh, said yeah. something surprising, and your body does this involuntary thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, you're a uh, well-established comedian. Do you think about the relationship <laughs> between comedy and horror since oh, you're a big fan? I, I, I'll put it this way. My most downloaded, listened-to joke of all my albums, I have three albums so far, is on my second album, Shovel Fighter, uh, which is also a, a special. I have a story um, called uh, The Ghost at the Two-Man Party. That's a true story <laughs> of my friend and I who uh, I think I was in college and we just his mom was out of town. And so we just got drunk in his house together and smoked weed and played a bunch of music. And um, uh, then we found my he went down in the basement. Okay. And we were like, oh, let's go to bed. He went to the basement. And he goes, come on, man. And I'm paraphrasing my dumb joke, but he's just to speed it up. But he's like, come on, man. I was like, what? He was like, I was saving this. And he has this can of Guinness he brought back from Ireland. He's like, why'd you open this? And I was like, I didn't. He's like, don't mess with me. I'm like, you don't mess with me. And And we look down and there's a bed made in the basement that neither one of us made. And we're like, what's going on? So we pick up weapons. I say in the joke that... Uh, he had a bat, I had a frying pan. He saw me do the joke and was like, after the show, was like, dude, I had a machete. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> we went through the whole house, looked everywhere, and just decided it was a ghost. Because we're just hammered and yeah. tired. We're like that level of tired of like, look, you can kill me in my sleep, but I'm so tired. <laughs> so we're like, just let me know. We're like, all right, ghost, we didn't know you needed a drink or, you know, whatever. The next morning, we get up. I, I, I'm coming down the stairs. Yeah. I slept up in his mom's room. I went downstairs. And I hear him coming up from the basement, and I hear him go, oh, how's it going? And I'm nowhere near him. And I go around the corner, and there's a little uh, uh, woman looking young, youngish, yeah. maybe like early 20s or late teens, like a runaway. And she's just kind of like picking a scab on her arm, staring at nothing. And she just gets up and walks out. And she was in the house the entire night with us. What? Yeah. 
And I, in the joke, I scream it. She was in the house the whole night. <laughs> and I kind of get into, thank God we didn't find her because we would have killed her. Yeah. Like, we would have just seen a face and just, I would have hit her the frying pan and I would have been, yeah. you know. You think she's the Vogue ghost from your childhood. <laughs> yes, exactly. Callback. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, and, and my point of telling that is that that is my most popular because people listen to it and gets, it's, it's. You know, not to toot my horn, but it's funny, but it's horrifying. Yeah. And I get people, you know, every other week just shoot me a, a message on Facebook. Did that happen? Yep. Yeah. You know, and the reason why it's funny is because we didn't kill her, A, didn't find her, <laughs> and B, like, uh, it's over now. Yeah. We're safe. She didn't do anything. She was obviously just a homeless person who just heard the music and came in and to find a place to sleep. Right. And then we found her bed. So she, where was she? Probably under the bed. She was like switching rooms as we searched the house. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really scary. Would you ever consider doing like a whole stand-up special that is just that that <laughs> mix of comedy and horror? Or... I, I would, I would, but the reason, see, here's the thing: it's got to be based on on truth. Okay, I have to have a lot more horrifying things happen. <laughs> there's time. Yeah, there's time. <laughs> so you're just waiting. Yeah. Like, oh come yeah. On, just a few more scary events. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> the current uh, political and uh, environmental climate isn't isn't giving me anxiety enough. So more, bring yeah, it on. More, more. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a strange uh, horror incident uh, at Target. That wasn't that horrifying. It was just something that put horror in perspective to me. Sure. Uh, I really like Halloween. I went to the Halloween section and looked uh, around. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Oh, yeah. Me too. Because yeah. I think it's like exactly like your joke. It's the fun way to approach terrifying things. Yep. Where yep. we're all safe. And, and, and they nailed it in terms of uh, what is perfect for autumn. Yeah. Everything's kind of dying. You're like, oh, yeah, ghosts are definitely coming out right now. Yeah. The sun t- sunshiny times are over. It's and scary so, times. yeah, let's take candy from strangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> let's cope with death by taking candy yeah. from strangers. Yeah, it's and perfect. like, we, we're, we're dressing in disguise to walk amongst this, the ghosts and the demons. Yeah. Like, that's what Halloween is. Like, that's awesome. Right. That we almost... can be of them so we don't have to be frightened of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so cool. Um, yeah, so I, I love looking at that section, uh, and one of the th- new things they had this year is just an oldie-time rotary phone. And now when you pick it up, there's like, ooh, I'm calling you, <laughs> kind of, I can't remember what it is. But it just really cracked me up, and then I realized that there was also like an oldie-time movie camera, like mm-hmm. an analog movie camera. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like a third thing, but it was basically like Target was saying, you know what's really scary? Analog technology. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> yeah. Course. And I think there's something about that that makes sense. But I yeah. wanted to ask you, as a fan of mm. scary stuff, why do you think that is that we develop horror of just older things? Yeah, uh, because it, it, we, we we tend to think of, um, like, where else, you, you don't see a new, brand new condominium building and think there's a ghost in there. Right. You see an old, <laughs> decrepit building in London, you're like, oh, that's full of ghosts. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And And... You know, I mean, the theory that that uh, that ghosts are just kind of like they're almost photographs. It's not an actual soul. It's a it's a it's an impression left. If oh, something truly cool. horrible happened, that's why a ghost is never like, you know, a whistling corny dad coming down the hallway spinning his keys. <laughs> it's always like a headless ghost, yeah. you know, or something like something terrible happened, kind of thing. Um, uh, I don't believe in that or, or ghosts or anything, but I'm like. Mm. It, that's probably the best explanation for ghosts I've ever heard. Yeah, kind of thing. It's yeah, just Im- emotional impressions left behind when something was, you know, truly awful happened, and that's what kind of 
corrupts uh, a physical space. Yeah, you know that's interesting. Um, but it's funny you mentioned the the the, uh, the rotary phone. One of the scariest Twilight Zones of all time is called Sorry Wrong Number, and it's about um, uh, it's a it's it's a, a kid that it, his whose grandmother has died, and he keeps the phone like he, he has this little phone he carries around with him, and he keeps talking to to grandma. And as the episode goes on, you realize. Like grandma's just keeps going. I miss you so much. It's trying to get the kid to kill himself to be with her. Oh, because wow. the grandmother misses him so much, and it's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, and you kind of don't get. It seems so innocent, but it's, you know. Yeah, the, uh, phones. Phones are like the camera thing. Whatever. Yeah, but phones are definitely an amazing horror device. You know. Yeah, and they have been in all their incarnations. Yeah, a stranger calls. Um. You know the the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's what's the one? Is it? There was it, it might have been it was it was something like Twilight Zone or I'm not sure it might have been like Tales from the Dark Side or something. But it was this. No, it was X Files. It was okay. X Files, and it was someone's either sister or uh, lover who died or something. And they knew the f- and I someone's listening screaming. They know exactly <laughs> what it is. It might not have been X Files. It's kind but of. But I, I remember yeah. it was a thing where. The phone was ringing, and the person knew it was this thing, this alien or demon or something, exactly could exactly mimic people's voices, and would, and oh, would, wow. it was going to be this like this guy's like dead wife, and he is just like they're just like don't pick it up, don't pick it up, and he just, it's that thing. I was like, oh, that's perfect because this person you love so much, you would want to even if it's fake, just to hear their voice again, yeah. one more time. Yeah. But you do that, you're not you're not getting off the phone. You're gonna believe despite what you know, right? And then it's got you. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's that fear that that voice. Well, we know technologically, in theory, in every iteration of phones, how they're getting there, how that right. voice is getting there. But it still could be yeah. coming from anywhere, mm-hmm. from some other realm. Well, and it's a, it's that thing of 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 that's the thing the things that that make us strong, like love, also yeah. can make us weak. Right, like, uh, like pet cemetery. Yeah, they, don't bury the kid there. Your kid will come back, but he'll be different. And it's like, holy shit, what an option to give a father and a mother. Yeah. But he'll be alive, our infant son? Yeah. And they bury him, and he comes back, this evil boy. Yeah. You know? And you can't really, it's a, it sucks. <laughs> well, it's great, because you can't really blame the parents. Right. You, know, you can't be like, yeah, you made a demon. Like, we just miss him. You right. know, like, ugh, When, when like, you first saw or read Pet Cemetery, with mm-hmm. with do you find horror ever to be like instructional where it's like yep. that reminds me to help let go yeah like absolutely. that's a pretty clear moral of pet cemetery right yeah i mean life has so many incredibly tough decisions where you just you just can't let yourself do what you really want to do what yeah. your heart wants to do which is just seems uh, uh anti everything good in yeah. its own way but just you know it's just like when you're in love with someone and they don't want you anymore, and all you want to do is follow them around or talk to them yeah. and try to win them over. But you have to go against what your heart wants. You right. know, you have to let go. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's the worst. It does. And some of the best kind of horror uses that kind of thing. Yeah, I was just laughing. I wasn't laughing at your good no, point. No. I was laughing at somebody saying to themselves, "Well, this person broke up with me. I need to remember the lessons of Pet Cemetery. Yeah, and I need walk to- <laughs> away. <laughs> I need to not bury my heart in the Pet Cemetery. Right, and have it come back come and back. be corrupted and." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you just some fun horror questions. Hit me. Uh, the creature in It appears right. not only as the clown, obviously, but things that you fear. Yeah. If Pennywise was real hmm. and was trying to get you to come down to the sewer, what? how would it appear to you 
Oh, that, what would be the enticement? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that someone put that on like Twitter. It was like, what could he say to get you down there? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm that was like, a meme. Yeah. I, I've read it. Not, not, nothing. Nothing. You know? <laughs> um, but it's interesting. I, probably like someone I, it would turn into someone I care about that was injured. Like, oh, help me. Okay. Help me. I broke my leg. Something yeah. like that. Don't get, no, don't get the, or, 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 you know, like is dying. Yeah. Please just hold my hand while I die or something like that. Okay, it would have to be wow. something like that. Yeah. Well, so that, that would be to like. I that's tri- fucking heavy. I should have said like a, a, a you know, <laughs> shrimp on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, yeah. So the meme was really about like what would Pennywise say when he's kind of in a, in the classic face in the sewer. But I was also curious about the, you know, its motive up to a point is to instill fear right. in the kids to make them kind of plump and juicy and full of fear for his weird fear feeding of course so if it was trying to scare you not try to trick you to come somewhere yeah but if it wanted to present a thing that would scare you as an adult yeah what would scare you you could do uh drowning okay is a pretty big one um buried alive specifically maybe like um any kind of they could take all kinds of incarnations. Could be a ventriloquist dummy. Could be like a giant, skinny, grinning demon. Yeah. But anything that you see down a hallway and sees you and just scampers impossibly quick toward you. Okay. That's always horrifying. Yeah. That's why that's in so many movies because it's fucked up. Like I feel like they kind of dropped the the ball a little bit in the in the new it. Yeah. Which I I mean, I know a lot of friends of mine who hate it. I didn't hate it. I I enjoyed watching it. I think that the kid actors are just like, what are they? These kids are like studying under Stella Adler. They're like incredible. They're amazing. They're yeah. so good. And but you know, there's a, a scene where it comes at the kid from inside the the, the um from across the the basement floor, yeah. like through the water, and it's kind of doing this while it's going, which is scary. But it'd be scary if it just flew at him. Yeah, you know, it didn't have to do this this silly movement kind of thing. But yeah, it was still scary, but. Yeah. It looked like it would go well with uh, Benny Hill music. Yes. You know, for sure. And it would have been exactly. scarier if it didn't look Yackety like a little bit of a... sacks could have easily been added. <laughs> yeah. All right. So sudden scampering. That's good mm-hmm. to know. I'm not going to try to terrify you or anything. Oh, okay, it's fine. Uh, if you had to become kind of a classic monster, yeah. if you were dying and somebody said, I'm going to make you a vampire, Whoa. a zombie, yeah. uh, a Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. what would you want to be if Boy. you had to be something? God, that's tough. I'm like thinking. I'm like thinking of creature comforts. Yeti, nah, too cold. Um, I would say, you know, I was about to say Bigfoot, but he's lonely. But then there was the guy in Oregon who said who can claimed who claimed he got abducted by a by a like a a, a family of big feet. Yeah, there was like a like a mommy and a daddy Bigfoot and yeah. Bigfoot kids, and he was basically like a a, a pet. They yeah. kept him in a little cage and fed him. <laughs> it's pretty. If you ever look that up, it's a pretty amazing. Like his details are pretty amazing. Yeah, you know? the details. It's utter BS, I'm sure. But like, it's like, oh, okay, makes okay. sense. Yeah, just one eternal Bigfoot that yeah. is wandering around. <laughs> it's been around for 200 yeah. years. Um, but that doesn't answer your question. I would say probably. Uh, look, as long as long as it wasn't the the American werewolf in London archetype, yeah. where the souls of the people I kill follows me. Yeah, probably a werewolf. Okay. I would just wait. I would just have a have a chart up to date of yeah. the full moons and just have a cage. Okay. <laughs> have a friend lock me up. Yeah, it's the most manageable kind of monster to be. I, I think, arguably, <laughs> you know, very manageable. Arguably, you know, I was about to say Frankenstein, but you're you're so scared of fire and they're always yeah. chasing you around. Nobody wants to play with you. Yeah, yeah. it's just so sad. Yeah. Even his wife screamed. <laughs> like, oh come on, you! You're a monster as well. Look at your hair. <laughs> Thank you.
move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. These okay. are questions that I ask everybody across all the podcasts. Cool. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers. Okay. Do you think about well-made scary stuff every day? Yes. It'll at least kind of cross my mind a, a, a scary idea or a memory of, of something I've read or seen. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. 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 So it just flashes through your mind without you working for it at all. Mm-hmm. If it has been a little while since you've seen or read something that's like, that's good, do you seek it out? Yeah. I, th- I think so. I just picked up this um, this the Dark Horse collection of horror that's this kind of like leather-bound tome a little bit, okay. but it's still kind of graphic novelish. Is it comic books? And I don't buy, yeah, I don't buy a lot of that stuff. I, I love it, but it's kind of like, I'm an incredibly fast reader, so okay. comic books is just like, I just took two, three, four, five dollars, balled it up and threw it in the trash. Because yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just, rip, I'll just burn right through it. Yeah. But this is like a big, thick one that I can kind of take my time with, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then do you get frustrated if you buy something like that and it, it doesn't give you that feel? Do you go out and try to, like, yeah. do it get to be, like, a hunger? Because, huh, like, I, I'm thinking about this because I saw yeah. it yeah, I, yeah. and the new one. And I, I just like you, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But then I was, like, I had an itch. And I, like, went home and I watched the television movie. Yeah. Which has its problems, too. But I was just like, I want to feel that feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say yes, but it, it, it doesn't. If if it something doesn't pay off, I'm kind of like next. Okay. okay, you know, like right now, there's a ton of horror movies on Netflix, and maybe like six good ones. Okay, like a lot of them are. <laughs> a lot of them are just like I see what you're shooting for, and you didn't exactly get it. But yeah, I appreciate you trying. Um, but then I, I'll I'll you know watch something else, and it'll be if I watch something that I'm just like beginning to end, that was fantastic for what it was supposed to be doing. I'm just like, oh man, I'm good. I'm good for like weeks. Okay. You know? Yeah, you can just think about it and digest yeah, it. Yeah, because cool. it's, a, it's a hard thing to do to figure out like a new way or a, a not so new way that's still exciting to kind of freak people out. Yeah. You know, like I love how the whole, it started the whole found footage thing, but like, which is just tough on the brain and the eyes. Yeah. But, I love how the guys that created Blair Witch Project just sat down and said, okay, what's the scariest thing we can think of? Right. Oh, a, a witch that still lives in the woods that eats children. That's really horrifying. Yeah. That's like that's like an old fear. That's a fear of of what if this myth is true? Yeah. And if it is, what the shit? You know? Like I, I was I always said the scariest thing to me for me is if I ever saw a ghost was not so much that it's oh my god, a ghost, it's wait, that can happen? <laughs> I can be trapped in a warehouse I die in forever? Oh wow. Oh, this is crap. Yeah. I walk this I walk the earth ethereal and Living? No, no. Right. You know, it goes what back happens to in I a legend. billion years when the Earth finally just turns into dust? You're just floating in space? Oh, yeah. You know? you, you've taken it that far that, like, what if I haunt, have to haunt space rock because I, I just can't? I've never till right now, but it was. <laughs> it's more just that first feeling of, like, oh, yeah. God, that can, what? Right. No. Like That's the, a really good the concept point. of a ghost is horrifyingly sad if you really, if you really let yourself think about it. Yeah. Because they came from us. Right, they were, they were once this. It's not like in their trap there. Yeah, Matt Groening wrote the best thing at one point in uh, his Life in Hell uh, uh, cartoon about Los Angeles. It was like questions that kids ask teachers that are unanswerable, and like one 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 kid, one kid was like, uh, "Hey, if Casper's the friendly ghost. Where's Casper, the friendly dead kid?" <laughs> like he was. Yeah. He's a kid who died. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that, to me, the Blair Witch thing and what you're saying about ghosts is a part of horror is how much, as creators, we give rules to it. Right. Because if you don't give any rules to it, mm-hmm. then it becomes all the more horrible because we can't control yeah. it. We can't understand it. We can't yeah. deal with it. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. It, it goes back to the whole, like, watching the TV series Lost. You're just like, oh, you guys are just making it up as you went. 
fuck you. You're like at the end, you're like, damn it. Like it's got to have, I don't know, something like I, I, it's it's a it's a kind of plodding and long movie, but the the witch I think is pretty amazing because the yeah. ending is like, wait, what the, whoa, yeah, like the very last three minutes or whatever. It's just yeah, like holy crap. People went on and on to me about that movie, and I mm-hmm. watched it, and I was like, that part that you've told me like paragraphs about is just the last three minutes. Yeah, that's a powerful movie. Then. That is totally <laughs> that's commitment. Uh, so when people walk into your home, can they immediately tell that you're obsessed with scary stuff? No, I, I don't. I'm not like Dana Gould where he okay. has, you know, the plan nine from outer space flying saucer and like a little Frankenstein. And and I admire that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But I was never that kid that that collected like little statues of scary things and yeah. stuff like that. At, uh, um yeah, I, I, I don't really need the kind of the 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 posters or the artifacts and stuff, but I love them. If yeah. I'm around that kind of stuff, I just eat it up like like graham crackers. I think it's awesome. And if but, somebody gave you one, would you want to put it up in your home? Yeah, maybe. Or is it, or is maybe it about... I, I would put it up in like my office or something. I okay. will say I do have. If you we we have this um, this book uh, bookshelf with with uh, uh, shuttered glass doors. Yeah, and inside it inside it. On a little stand, I have a I have a first edition of Something Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, nice! By Ray Bradbury, and that was I was just in this. There's this great bookstore in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that has all these first editions, and I have a friend that collects first editions, and that's great. But I don't. Yeah. But that was a book that had a, a pretty profound effect on me. Okay. I, I like I love Ray Bradbury, but I especially love his scary stuff. I, I love when someone who can write anything but is really good at horror just delves, just yeah. goes right into it. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and it's, it's such a cool cover because it's the, the writing is like in, uh, in like smoke and okay. you see like a house or like a, a, a little town in the distance at night. And yeah. It's just, it's just, it's cool. You know? It's, yeah. It's that same kind of, um, plastic wrapped, um, cover of like the books, probably when our parents were read, like where the red fern grows. Okay, they were cool. in like uh, grade school or something. So it's yeah. just that. And that was like. It was a couple hundred. It wasn't a, a bunch, but I was just like, yeah, but I want this. Yeah. This is something I want to just have. And just it's just in my like home. the one thing that's super cool and sort of symbolizes this larger mm-hmm. interest just by itself. And Yes. Because you're not a very obsessive person, it sounds like, in terms of collecting. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. So is there anything that pops when people walk into your home? Where mm. if you're not, I know so many people in myself who are very obsessive and can't stop with like action figures and with sure. different ways to represent the things you like. Of course. So is it just sort of like, wow, this is a very clean place mm. when people walk into your home? Yeah, it's it's you know it, I do live with a woman, so it's not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. like I mean, and I I I like to have a nice neat place, but I have like, you know, I have like a framed poster of uh of of Blazing Saddles that okay. I that I uh. Uh, found in in Seattle and um, pictures of loved ones all over one wall. Okay, and me and the gal. Um, but then you go down the hallway to our bedroom. Uh, she kind of made me put this in a kind of a hidden place. It's a it's a, a German Uncle Buck poster, <laughs> which which uh, in which is align mit Uncle Buck, which means alone with Uncle Buck. Where Germans cannot not be creepy, and it's like featuring uh, uh, the star of. Uh, Alan Zu House, which means alone in the house, which is home alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, alone in the house? <laughs> Come on. That's great. So did you uh, get that just out of the great humor of this? Yeah. That okay. was an idea I had just looking at eBay. Yeah. And I was like, if I find a German Uncle Buck poster. Because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I feel like that's a trend where it's just like, I, oh, I have the um, 
the Italian poster for Taxi Driver. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I just love that. This. Yeah, you're yeah. going to subvert other people's apartments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like that it's it's a movie that I really loved growing up and yeah. still do. And it's But it's like I have the, the foreign poster for it. Yeah, that's funny. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would you have a scary-themed wedding if your partner no. was also into it? It's it's I don't think I would no because I uh, scary themed is so is so tough and it's it's such a it's such a lean in yeah you know like um there's a there's a actually a, a horror bookstore here in Burbank called Dark Delicacies that right. I go to occasionally and just look at what they have but it's it's got a lot of you know cheesy stuff in there you know vampire stuff and fake yeah. webs but I love that it's there and I've talked to the owner and. I was like, oh, this is cool. You have all this scary stuff. And he's like, yeah, it's fun. I was like, bang, you nailed it. You know, he yeah. doesn't have any pretense about it. He 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 loves it because it's fun. Right. And I feel like I just, your wedding is more about kind of your friends yeah. than you and, and stuff. It's one of those things where like, let's just say, if we we're both into it, probably not. If everyone we loved was into it, yeah, sure. Because it would just be but, fun. Yeah, right. totally. Just mm-hmm. rotary phones everywhere. Just right. to scare people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that makes sense to me because you are, everything you're saying is about, sure, you like the jump scares, mm-hmm. but you appreciate them because they're executed well. You like the psychological terror, mm-hmm. and that's different than perky goth fun sure, version of, of horror. Of course. Cool. But it, but it's, it's an art to create like a sense of dread. Yeah. Almost like how Tarantino's whole thing is tension. It's always about, like, I do not feel comfortable because no one on that screen feels comfortable. Right. Holy shit. Um, it, there, there, are, there are writers, there are directors, there are actors that can kind of create this dread where you're just like, okay. Yeah. Because that's, that's life. You can have this ideal day hiking and you turn the corner and there's a bear just standing there. And it's yeah. just like, oh, fuck. You know, it just <laughs> happened right away. And yeah. you can just do that with all kinds of things. But it's, it's an art. Right. But if that's what you love, you don't want to represent that at your wedding. No. A, sen- a creeping no. sense of dread. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't every marriage, though? Come on, let's be honest. Just between us guys. Between us fellas. Yeah. Um, would you fight about scary stuff with a loved one at a holiday dinner? Hmm. Like if a if a loved one or a family member was just like, that horror stuff you like, that expensive first See, edition book you got, that's <laughs> stupid. Would you go at them? No, I, 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 I don't. It it wouldn't it wouldn't I feel like if I was younger maybe yeah. it just doesn't you're not gonna change uh, my opinion of what I like yeah you know but uh, put it this way I, this, when I was in Boston my my fiance's from Boston we were just in town and there was a couple uh, inside a mall dressed as uh, as Vikings okay they had the fur boots they had the <laughs> hair and you know these they had swords or axes and everyone who passed them was snickering and laughing. And we were kind of like, this is one reason why I love her. She's like, I just, I like people who like things. <laughs> That's great. They obviously like that. Who am I to laugh at them for yeah. that? And, and I'm not, you would never meet me and be like, oh, that guy sure likes horror. Because I like so many things, but a lot of it I kind of play close to the chest. Yeah. I don't own a Night of the Living Dead t-shirt, though I love that movie. I don't, you know, uh, uh, have a, a scary ringtone, any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't obsessively hit every... You know, uh, convention, any of that stuff. I just, I know it when I see it, and I, and I kind of almost in secret seek it out. Yeah. And like wh- one of my oldest friends, I learned is kind of is really into really well made horror, and he was like just shooting me all these titles. I've been like, oh cool, just like seeking yeah. out. 
this this these these modern ones you know so right. it's 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 just not something I wear on my sleeve. Yeah, you know? I think that's great. I really like doing this podcast to figure out kind of different ways people mm-hmm. express how they love things. Yeah, so it's awesome yeah. to hear a, a different perspective. Mm. Um, if you owned a sports team, would you name them after one of your favorite scary things? Ooh, you know, I would say I don't I don't know why. There, there haven't been like you know the San Diego Minotaurs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a neglected thing. Yeah, it's just a beast man with the head of a bull. Yeah, who is an unreasonable uh, uh, murderer. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a monster they just let loose in a maze. Yeah, and I remember reading that because I was a huge Greek mythology fan as a kid. Okay, and I was like, oh, that's a that's a really screwed up thing. If this king just has this maze and there's this thing that none of them can kill. Wandering around, yep. Just and they just feed kill. him. They just feed him with people. <laughs> I hope you can find your way out, bro, because it's not going to go well for you in there. It's not. <laughs> you know these monsters. Uh, there's there's so many. I wish I could. I mean, I know I'm going to be driving home and be like, yeah. oh, that's the scariest monster. No, that is. You know, I I like the conspiracy stuff with the government. The X Files. My favorite X Files episodes are the monster ones. Okay. The standalone monster ones. Yeah. Because they're scary and it's just just this effed up thing. You know. Uh, as H.P. Lovecraft would put it, what is and should not be. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Since you brought up Big Feet, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> if that is the plural. Right. Would you want it uh, to have Portland Big Feet? Portland Sasquatch Eye, or however you say okay. it in plural. I don't know. <laughs> Sasquatch Eye. just sounds wrong. <laughs> so it's Sasquatch Eye. Okay, but, I, but yeah. I like that. That mm-hmm. sounds like Lovecraft. Sure, sure. <laughs> Look at that unspeakable Sasquatch Eye. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> you already brought up bears, and bears is one of my questions, so I'm sure. delighted. If you were cast in a horror movie, like by someone, a director you loved, right, put you in a horror movie, but you had to wrestle an actual bear during the filming, would you do it? No, <laughs> uh, because uh, I know uh, my friend T.J. Miller was in a movie, the Yogi Bear movie. He'll tell you it within five minutes of meeting. Okay, him. Um, he's his favorite thing. He says it's the best thing he'll ever do. Uh, but he taped an audition tape with an actual bear, and. Uh, it was at the zoo with the trainer right there. Yeah. And it was a smaller bear, but it was a brown bear. Yeah. And brown bears are, you know, they can, there's Kodiaks, there's also smaller brown bears. But, you know, it's a big bear. It's still a big bear. It's, it's the size of a, of a large man when it stands on its hind legs. And it's standing there, and it's a docile bear, and they're feeding it with, like, marshmallows on the edge of a stick. And he put a marshmallow in his mouth, and the bear ate the marshmallow out. And it would wave when you put your hand out. Yeah. And it puts its, its paw up. And TJ is kind of this fearless nut, uh, and he's just like he's like, oh, if it wants to touch me, let let him. And the trainer's like, no, its claws can cut metal, its claws can literally cut steel, and it won't even know. Yeah, it can just put its paw on you and murder you. Like if this, those claws touch your skin, they're gonna cut your skin. Like yeah. without like ni- a hot knife through butter. And so it's even if the bear is like, oh, I'm happy, I'm friend. This is this is my friend. It could maul you yeah. without knowing. Okay. It's so much power. So no, I I would not. Um uh, uh I, there's a movie called The Bear yeah. where these guys are lost in the wilderness and there's kind of giant bear is it's not a horror movie, but there is one scene where these guys who have been trying these bad guys who have been trying to kill the bear, one of them is on the edge of this cliff and he's between him and the bear and the bear like it's a Kodiak so it roars at him. Yeah. Horrifying. The guy's like screaming and the bear does this with his paw. It goes like moop, like jump. Yeah. Jump. And I'm just like <laughs> Holy, this is like the fucking De Niro of bears. How do they, they get the bear to be like, you, you jump off, I'm going to eat your head. Jump. Get out of here. Sucker. Wow. So, yeah, that just uh, stuck. I had to share that. It just stuck in my head. So, 
answer your question, no. No, no. <laughs> but that's a great answer, and I, mm. I would like to speak to T.J. Miller at some point because a uh, a bear has also eaten out of my mouth. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it was cool. a, a little commercial I did back in Minneapolis, and I got a whole comedy bit about it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a that's whole awesome. thing. It's actually why I asked this question. I, I will add to that. Um, I did a, a commercial for Altoids about 10 years ago, maybe yeah. even more. And uh, the whole thing was, I'm, I'm, I have a blindfold on, and I'm taste testing these mints, <laughs> and like, no, nah, I don't like that, no, I don't like that. And the woman across from me was this, this Nordic, tall, slim woman with huge hands, and that's important to the to, okay. the, to the plot. <laughs> so, and I take the Altoid out, and as I'm putting, she's like, "How about this one?" And as I'm putting it on, she puts on a leather glove and just slaps me, and I go, oh, "I like, I like that one a lot." And that's like. Because Altoids <laughs> bite so hard. Yeah. And this woman did not know how to stage slap. She about oh. took my head off my shoulders. Her whole palm hit my cheek oh. and ear. <laughs> I just ba-bow. Like took me down. And I ripped off the, the mask and went, yeah. okay, fucking cut. <laughs> and the director's like, are you, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I had to teach her how to stage slap. Oh, you know, With your fingers. Yeah. You slap with your fingers. Yeah. Don't slap with your hand. Did you get paid more for being like the fight captain of this Altoids commercial? Not at all. Not at all. She, she was a sweetheart. Yeah. But she was, she was nervous. Yeah. So she just fucking, she just came, <laughs> came out from the shoulder. She just George Foreman'd me. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, this is the last How Obsessed Are You question. If every time you thought about scary stuff, someone somewhere randomly screamed and they didn't know why, <laughs> would you still think about scary stuff? I don't think I could help it. Yeah. And thank God they're just screaming, yeah. you know, and they're just, you know, di- disrupting the line of the DMV or whatever they're doing. <laughs> but it's, it's I, thank God they're just screaming. But I, I, I would try, I guess, not to. Yeah. To scream. You'd limit it a little uh, bit? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. But, um. Generally speaking, you know, it's it's you you can't help what comes to mind. Right. So it's always like it's it's you know, stay puff. Yeah. Don't, it, don't think of anything, guys. You, you Whoops. Think of the form of the distractor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it was more purposeful, like um, every time you read oh. a specific book, yeah, would you still do it? Would you make that oh, sacrifice in order just, to keep enjoying this thing you love? Just I guess one it's not book. A sacrifice. Yeah, I would give up that book. Okay. I think sure. Okay. Even if it was something I was, I was halfway through and I was like, oh, what happens next? I would feel bad. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the answer to this question is you're not a monster, which. Uh... No, no. <laughs> no right. I mean, I definitely have more, much more in common with like, like Frankenstein, just like the sad monster yeah. who just wants to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Ends up accidentally killing someone yeah. and chasing him with torches. You We're know. all curious to see if things float. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It well, happens. you know, I feel like Frankenstein is kind of a descendant of Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Absolutely. You know, it's that yeah. same kind of un- misunderstood beast. Poor Frankenstein. Uh, I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise can you make to sum up your love of well-made scary stuff? I, I think it's just, I will just kind of go, just, which is just a sad, <laughs> the sad existentialist monster. Yeah. You know, didn't mean to kill you kind of thing. Uh, but just because I can't think of anything, you know. No, that uh, seems like right I, in line with your interests. I, I, I much prefer the kind of uh, either willful evil or the evil that's... Um, that's that's just based on not seeing itself as evil, which of right. course is even better. One of, one of the best acting lessons I ever heard was um, uh, help with the guy, the guy who played uh, Hans Gruber and oh, uh, yes. and um, uh, yes. what's his name in Harry Potter? Yes, Snape. I can remember yeah, Snape's Snape. name, but I can't. Uh, 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 Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Thank you. Alan Rickman said like, and this is something I've I've heard, but I've never heard it explained this well. Where they were like, they always ask him like, well, what was, uh, you know, playing Hans Gruber, how do you play someone that evil? He's like, no, 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 no. I can't. I don't look at him as evil. I'm on his side because I'm him. I have to look at things through his eyes. 
That's my money. That's my money in that building. That's yeah. not they, they don't deserve that money. I put this crew together. That's our money. And you're in my way. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Kill you. Yeah. I have no choice. You're getting in the get out of the way of my money. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, that's it. And that's what makes a great performance. No matter what you're playing, you have to have, you know, what it what is what is your character's motivation? Is it right. just to be evil? No. Almost never. You know? That's one of the hardest motivations to because that's just like you you're a, a mentally ill sadist. Yeah. Boring. You know, yeah. not always, but it's... But for the most part, that's a really interesting way to look at, like, monsters mm-hmm. in horror. To say, like, even the most, like, disgusting, weird beast... Right. ...maybe has some perspective that we can't comprehend as humans. Zombies gotta eat. Yeah, exactly. They gotta eat. Yeah. They can't help it. <laughs> now zombies can be like, ah, oh, this is wrong. Let's not. Yeah. You know. I'm just a little peckish, so I'll hold off. No, <laughs> zombies, just go for it. I've had like nine rats. I am <laughs> stuffed. Uh, I ask people to rate their own obsessions mm. uh, from a scale of one to seven, one being the lowest, seven being the highest. It's just kind of random. Yeah. Uh, out of uh, seven big feet, how many big feet obsessed are you? Mm. I'd have to go about five. Okay. About five. It's, it doesn't consume my life. Yeah. I will not drop everything and drive, you know, Hundred miles right. to go pick up some first edition of or kind of thing, but I do it. It does definitely float my boat. Yeah, good scary, scary stuff does float my boat, and uh, and it it is one of those things that's almost like so many things in our lives are almost feel like vices. Yeah, just like I know I I can't um, certain things I can't read or or, li- or or watch or listen to like late at night by myself because I'll yeah. I'll freak myself out. <laughs> You know, you have that that childhood thing of like, if I think about it too much, I'll make it real. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh, oh, and uh, like, I I didn't even get into to podcasts, but there's a great podcast uh, called uh, uh, Knife Point Horror. Oh, I don't know which that one. It's literally just there's no sound effects. It just it's a guy and he just he's speaking and he's just telling a story. Okay. And it's always this same guy who's the who's either the author. He's definitely the creator, but. It'll be like I was on the edge of uh, Anchorage, Alaska, and the winter had just begun to fall. I was cold, hungry, and wondering uh, if I was even going to make it. I saw a light, and it was a house. And it's a story. Yeah. You know, it'll be like that, and you'll be. And it's it's just him describing what happened, but it'll just be like, oh my god! It like, just reels you in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's because it's just it's like you're you're listening to. You and this man are alone. Yeah. He's just telling you this story. And you really, you respect that power, so you pick and choose when to add it into your life. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's like I couldn't, I shouldn't probably listen to one of those right before I go to bed. Yeah. There are people who put on headphones and drift off to sleep. I can't do that anyway because yeah. someone's talking, but. <laughs> and know, it's rude to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it just keeps me awake. Right. It's like, what? Yeah. But, okay, cool. So uh, it, it, just like, let's say, alcohol, drugs, whatever. You gotta pace yourself. Yeah, is, okay. is my point. Yeah. I think that's really good, and I would rate you a five as well. And it, this has been a, a, a fun perspective on on an obsession where you don't have a lot of outward mm. trying to show it to the world. There's right. not a lot of activities you want to do, right. but it is just the, sitting there in your soul like a little gargoyle. Yep, it's yep. a part of you for sure that um, I've had since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So here's some uh, quick plugs. Can you tell people where they can find you? Anything you got coming up? Oh, yeah. If you go to uh, mattbronger.com, M-A-T-T-B-R-A-U-N-G-E-R, you can see all my dates. I'm going to be in uh, Cleveland, uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Portland the rest of the year, my last kind of uh, road dates. So if you're in those those cities, uh, get tickets. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, and you do mm. pop-up shows here in L.A. Quite oh, a all bit, the time. Right. Yeah, I'm at yeah. the Comedy Store. I'm at the Improv. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah, so look for Matt Bronger. He is hilarious. Here are some Thank quick you. plugs for this show, and then we have a couple of final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. is at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. i got a lot of shows coming up in L.A. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month to get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode episode for full info on that go to patreon.com slash joseph scrimshaw all right just a few more questions these are a little final wrap-up questions that don't have anything to do with your obsession they can if you want cool if you could shoot one of these two things out of your hands which would you prefer lightning or fish oh wow oh god <laughs> look off the top of my i mean lightning is amazing yeah there's the best but fish would just feed people yeah you know but uh oh man it's so tough. I, you know, it sucks, but I probably got to go with fish. Yeah. You're going to help people, and like eventually you're going to get old and your mind's going to drift. Yeah. You can't be walking around with lightning coming out of your hands. Right. And you if know, a you, fish accidentally yeah, falls you, out, so what? Yeah. You 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 burp and fart suddenly in the safe way, you know, in, in line. <laughs> fish just comes out of your hands. You don't shock someone to death that's ahead of you in the checkout line. <laughs> I am learning that you're a very kind person. All of your answers are tending know. towards the kind. Yeah, I don't. I try. I try. <laughs> if your life was a theme park ride, what would the ride be like? Oh God! Oh God! That's a horrifying question. <laughs> it really would it is. be so boring, or would it be oh so self-indulgent? I don't know, man. I just hope it would be fun and funny. Okay, <laughs> for the most part, yeah. yeah. But I don't know what it. You. You know what? Uh, I would. I would just because everything is 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 the myth rather than the reality. It just yeah. it would just be all caps Bronger with three exclamation marks, and it would just be <laughs> throwing you de- like through all these like wilderness tunnels and okay. you know take you down my high school hallway and everything would be just very loud and I would paint myself as almost like a Paul Bunyan like figure just doing okay. these amazing things but maybe chasing after you or something I don't okay. know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like it'd have a, an air of like you're seeing this tall tale but maybe it's going by a little too fast it's a little yeah. weird you're not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it just would have that it just be just be nuts. Okay. And just bombastic. Nuts yeah. and bombastic. Would yeah. there be water in it? Is uh, it a water sure. ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it would at one point it'd be like one of, it'd be one of those hanging roller coasters where you're yeah. in a swing. It would just drag you through water. <laughs> you're just like, come on. <laughs> like not even your whole body, just your pants or your dress or whatever you're wearing. Like shit. Like half your body's soaked. <laughs> Only the upper half what of my body. What an amazing prank. <laughs> uh, you've been on the bronger again, so, haven't you? So mean. <laughs> the final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Boy. Yeah. Well, first off, I, I do believe on some level happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, one of the things I've learned at my age is anytime something's driving me crazy or getting me down, more often than not, I'm doing it to myself because, you know, it's like the, the story of the of the guy uh, walking down the road and sees a man beating himself with a stick. And the guy goes, why are you doing that? And the guy goes, well, it feels so good when I stop. I feel like we 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 tend to attack ourselves more yeah. more than we're aware of and 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 call ourselves idiots and yeah it's natural uh, yeah. but it but it's at, at the same time you're doing that stop yeah. stop hurting yourself um with uh with whatever it is so it's, it's a, it, on one level it's a choice but it's also just um the grass is always greener thing will always just bone you in the ass right. in the worst way if you let it it's 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 an eternal thing. You always think, if only I had this thing, I'd be happy. When if you really get some genuine perspective, you're doing just fine. Yeah. You know, I I uh, uh, I, I hate to admit that at the end of a friggin' spin class I was in, at the end, the teacher 
said something really that that just blew my mind. It was just like the the mantra for today, and you know, part of me just goes, oh, "Shut up, yeah. let's go, we stretch, we're done." <laughs> I'm covered in sweat. And by the way, I, like I do these classes to just stay alive as long as I can. I don't, yeah, that's know. one of the points of exercise. Yeah, to not that's, die. That's it. That's it. Uh, not to look better or be healthier, stay alive. <laughs> but she said, "I may not have everything." I want, but I'm grateful to have everything I need. And uh-huh. I was just, it just hit me. I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many people that don't have everything they need. Yeah. And and not that you should measure your life against others, because, uh, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, as yeah. we all know. But, yeah, it just just give yourself a second and count your blessings and don't, and just recognize the thing, the person that is doing the thing you want to be doing might be miserable. Yeah. You don't know. Right. So try to make the choice to be happy. And if you've had a longer-winded answer, I think you're lying. <laughs> I have. So <laughs> I'm delighted to be able to tell you the truth. Okay, okay yeah. Good, and the good. truth is what I need to be happy. Good. Oh, yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> that's all I need. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. This you're was a, a lot of fun, guest. man. It's a, great, it's a great show. Thank awesome. you for having me. Thank you. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Mm.